How about that cigar? How about that cigar? What a beautiful, beautiful day. I lied. It's not a beautiful day. It's pouring rain here, at least. Hail, tornadoes, good it's, times, right? It's doing all of that. Yeah, it's doing all the things. In fact, I had to drive through a monsoon just to get here. We had to pull over. It was ugly. Under a bridge. No hail, so. Were there any trolls under the bridge? Just myself. Just. <laughs> well, that's a good kind of troll, though. It is. That's a good kind of troll. It is. Um, I am sharing because sharing is caring. Sharing is caring and knowing is half the battle. Mm-hmm. Or I think those are mixed metaphors, but it's okay. Um, yeah, it's it's Tuesday, our favorite day of the week. Um, it's absolute craziness in life right now, but it's good. It's good craziness. Um, we hope everybody's doing well as you as you join the video or are listening on audio podcast. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. Um, please do us a favor when you have a second, share it out and subscribe and like and do all those social media things that people do these days. All right, I um, just shared to all the groups. They, all they of make the it, groups. Yeah. So they make it easy to do that now. They do. Good. So we're, I'm just hitting them all. So uh, while we're uh, kind of sharing and getting getting the word out, uh, we want to let you guys know what we are smoking tonight. And it's, uh, it's a very special cigar. This evening we are smoking the Tyrannical Buck Maduro from Yasum Kral Cigars. The, uh, we got a really nice care package from Risty in the mail recently. Risty, thank you so much. Thanks, brother. For giving us a few cigars to try out. We appreciate that very much. And um, heard exciting things about this Tyrannical Buck. i uh, excited to try it. And we're going to fire these up tonight. Um, just to give everybody the details about this cigar. Uh, this is a six and a half by 50. Canadian moose knuckle. Canadian moose knuckle. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. Canadian. Is it Canadian moose knuckle or it's it's not Alaskan caribou knuckle? Oh, it could be. Could be. Could be. East, could be. But it's eastern Alaska. It is eastern. It's, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a gray border. So the uh, the this particular size of the, the tyrannical buck is six and a half by 50. And it is a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. And the binder is from uh, Jalapa, uh, which is one of the growing regions in Nicaragua. And the filler tobaccos come from uh, Condega and Esteli in Nicaragua and Pennsylvania. And MSRP on this 6.5 by 50 tyrannical buck Maduro is $10.50. Before we get kind of to our regular subject um, discussion point this week, um, you know, just kind of current events. There's stuff going on around the world, um, sports-related stuff. Still, I mean, we bring it up a lot, but still super happy with the Twins. They're losing right now, but they are ridiculous on, right now. On the season, they've been they've been doing really well, and it's not just. It's not just wins and losses. Their their run production has been Outs- just outstanding. S- and their pitching, I mean, I'm blown away by their pitching. And they're beating good teams. They're beating good, yeah. I, I mean, mean, beating... beating. Uh, we took three out of four from the race. From the race, yeah. And we... They're a top ten team. 
Um, oh, what was the other? What was the other top ten team that we beat two out of three uh, within the last month? Of course, um, my, yeah. but but it's not just that. It's also you know winning games eleven to four or eight to two. It's not you know we're not we're not mm-hmm. talking one run games because last season out of all the out of all the twins losses in the 2018 season um, a significant portion were one run losses I think it was 30 percent if I remember correctly 30 percent of their losses in 2018 were one run losses so um, and. But if you look at their wins this season, I think a significant amount of them are by more than more than two runs. I agree. All right, just to recap a little bit, um, we had a false start. We are smoking tonight the tyrannical buck, and this is the new beauty by JSK. Yeah, thank you, Risty, for these. Uh, it's it's really got that broadleaf sweetness to it. There's uh, there's spice in there from some of the Esteli tobacco. You can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah, it's really good stuff. I like it so far. Um, I dig that broad. I mean, I just love broadleaf altogether anyway. So, uh, and this one is is a good example of it so far. I like it. Uh, there will be no cheering for the Cleveland Indians in here. Just saying. Get that out of here. Cleveland Indians, please. That's not going to happen. I believe we opened up the season by sweeping the Cleveland Indians. I'm just just throwing that out there. Um, so our regular regularly scheduled discussion topics. You know, we talked last week about, uh, for the last few weeks we've we've talked about tobacco leaves and oh yeah so another side note um skip martin uh clued us into an article that steve Saka wrote for cigar magazine uh, about uh maybe 12 or 13 years ago um and uh through some some, some channels on social media uh, we were able to get a copy of it, and thank you for that, Skip, and thank you, Steve, for writing the article. It is, it is like a, a, it's, it's a detailed breakdown of everything we were talking about. Oh, is it really? So oh, I, great. I've, I've, because there's been so much going on. I've breezed through the article once, and I'm gonna sit down and I'll get you a copy of it. Awesome. And I'm gonna sit down and really dig into it detail, and it actually goes point by point through all the different countries and and all that stuff. So I'm very excited to really dig into the nitty gritty of that, of that article. Thank you, Skip, for putting it out there. Thank you so much, Steve, for um, taking that knowledge you've got in your brain and putting it down on, uh, on paper for, for those of us um, novices to read. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, So we want to talk about right now is where, where you buy your cigars. And you've got, obviously, the two big choices are for premium cigars. You've got brick-and-mortar shops slash lounges and online retailers. And we're going to talk a little bit about the pros and cons of both. We want you guys to chime in with comments or questions about, you know, where you buy your cigars, 
what you like about different types of retailers, um, that and kind I'd, of thing. I'd actually like to add a, a third subcategory if yeah. we could. Yeah. Uh, and there might even be a fourth. Um, so I would put those as the, the top two, uh, top two tier choices you have. Um, and then you have those who are a combination, either vape or glassware shops that also sell cigars. Um, and sometimes those shops do really well. And sometimes they have really good humidors and sometimes they don't. Yeah. Um, along the show tonight, I uh, want to talk a little bit about that and how you can distinguish between a good humidor and a humidor that, is, that isn't kept up. Um, just a few easy tricks that you can do um, to to know whether it's going to be a legitimate place or not. Yeah. So Other you places mean can when, be like liquor stores and things like yeah. that. But. So you mean when you're shopping at a at a brick and mortar shop, if you go to a, if you go to a place that's called a tobacco shop. Right. Okay. Yeah, yep. that'd be awesome. We'll get into that. Yep. Um, so we talk a lot, and we have talked a lot in the past. Yeah. Look at that. I mean, that's that's good stuff there. And it's solid. That's what she said. <laughs> I can't help myself. Any, I I throw that line in way too often, more often than I should, but sometimes it just works. Um, so we talk a lot about brick and mortar shops um, here, and um, so when you're going around town to a brick and mortar shop, if you're looking for specific cigars, or if you're just going out on a, on a buying spree one day, let's think about when you're going to brick and mortar shops nearby you, what are the, what are the benefits that you get to, you know, you've got, let's say for the sake of argument, let's say you've got $200 a month in your, in your budget to spend on cigars. Let's say it's 200 bucks a month. Um, where are you going to spend that $200 and how are you going to spend it? Because, you know, if you're, if, if you, if you work hard for that, for that $200, you want to make sure that you're getting the most you can for your money. So what are the pros and cons of brick and mortar versus online retailer? So the pros for a brick and mortar, obviously is you're going to get personal service, you know, especially if it's a good shop, you can get to know the tobacconist. You can get to know the people who work in the shop. You can spend some time with them in the humidor learning about some of the new cigars that are there. Um, and, you know, that's just really the tip of the iceberg for the for the benefits that you get from spending your, your cigar budget money at a brick-and-mortar shop. What are some of the other benefits that you get? My gosh. So, you know, we talked about this earlier. I sent you a few of my ideas and a few of the things that you get is um, easy access. Um, a lot of times you'll get a lounge and you'll get relationships, not only with um, the tobacconist and, and the people that work there, but uh, the community of people at a brick and mortar um, are typically far and away some of the best people I've ever known. Yeah. Yeah, definitely personal relationships. You know, you, you get to know people and it's, and it's, you know, once you, once you spend that $200 of your cigar budget money, then you've got to do something with the cigars. So, you know, it, it's, it stands to reason that it's a pretty good thing to do to hang out at the cigar shop and, you know, with friends you've already made or, you know, spend some time getting to know some new, some new people at the cigar shop and 
you know, you, uh, you can't necessarily do that when you order your cigars from an online retailer and have them shipped to your house. You may be a member of a private cigar club and you can bring your cigars, you know, you purchase online. That's, that's great. But, um, you are going to be missing out on some of those, you know, having more of those opportunities for building those personal relationships. If the only way you ever buy your cigars is from an online retailer, um, you know, and you can do some, it's not just about friendships and, you know, uh, that's what she said jokes. It's also about networking. You know, and that's you, what he said jokes. And that's what he said jokes. I mean, you can, you can network, you can get to know people and, and, you know, the next thing you know, maybe there's going to be job opportunities coming your way. There's going to be, you know, you, your kids may play in the same baseball league or who knows what, and you can, you know, get together and, you know, have family barbecues or whatever. And, and you can even get to know people and have, you know, uh, have herfs, you know, schedule a herf, say, hey, everybody come over to my house on Saturday. I'm going to get some brisket and start going to start smoking the brisket on, on Friday and it'll be ready to eat on Saturday. So everybody come over, bring your cigars, bring your beers, and we'll get together and, and have a good time. Herf, a.k.a. a get-together of uh, it's basically a cigar party. People uh, have a, a little uh, cigar yeah. uh, soiree, as it were. Uh, Risty, you're a bad man. This thing's got balls. You're a bad man. But it's not like it's not like No, it's just it's flavors. Meat man. sweats, but it's just got a lot of flavor yeah, to it. Yeah. A lot of flavors. Um another big benefit to spending your cigar budget at a local brick and mortar shop is you don't have to wait. You walk in, you buy your cigars, and you can sit down and start smoking them right away. You don't have to click on purchase now and then wait for them to ship to your house. You'll get them. You, you buy them. You can sit down and crack the box open right away. Yep. As soon as you sit down, they've been humidified. Yeah. Especially those who live in a climate that goes to extreme cold to warm. Typically those cigars are sitting in a truck, um, you know, in the winter months where it's really cold um, or in July when it's going to be balls hot. You know, those trucks aren't, you know, controlled. Um, and when you walk into a shop and you buy a box or a handful of cigars, you know that they've been well taken care of and they're ready to go right away. Yeah. Um, another ben thing that I didn't even write down, but I just thought of is, you know, the more you go to these shops and you get to know the people who work there, then you can actually actively give input on what they're going to carry in their humidor. So if you're, if you're buying from one of the, especially if it's one of the massive online retailers, you can all day long, you can send, you know, click on their email us section and send them an email and say, Hey, can you carry X, Y, Z brand of cigars? Right. And you're lucky if they'll read it in the next two weeks and, um, chances are they're just going to, you know, they're not going to have time to respond to it. Yep. Where if you, if you spend your money every month, you know, especially if you if you spend your money every month because, you know, that's going to give you some 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 credibility at the shop. Yep. And they're going to say this guy this this guy's dedicated to you know the the local shops. He's dedicated here. He's a friend. And if he suggests a cigar that normally maybe otherwise I wouldn't buy and put in in on the shelf in the shop, 
you know, I might, I might give it a try, you know, because this guy has spent X number of dollars over the last six months at my shop and he's, I consider him to be a friend and he's, you know, yeah, he's somebody that I think we should maybe, we'll take a chance on a cigar. Worst case scenario. I know this guy is going to be buying these cigars. So if I'm only in for five boxes on the cigar, yeah, you know, I'll know over the next six months, at least one guy is, is going to be going through them and, but you know, yeah, that kind of relationship happens. And, um, you know, I, I've worked in a brick and mortar and I fill in from time to time in a brick and mortar shop and that's just the way it is. Um, so yep, that's another good advantage for and you can learn about good small brands like JSK and, um, you know, there's other, there's so many small brands, you know, like Dapper Cigars and JSK and, um, uh, Black Label Trading Company, and uh, even even in a, in a lot of ways, you know, medium brands like like uh, Roma Craft, and you know that kind of thing. There's there's mm-hmm. that a lot of shops. The fact is, there are probably still a lot of shops in in the U.S. and I consider this to be very unfortunate, almost tragic, who have never heard of brands like Roma Craft or JSK or Black Label Trading Company or Dapper or even Tatuaje, there's probably, you know, as, as big as Tatuaje has gotten over the last 15 years, there are probably shops that have never heard of it. Yeah. You know, they just, they, they, if you say Macanudo, if you say Ashton, they're going to say, oh yeah, 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 I know about those. But if you say, you know, anything outside of a very narrow sphere. Yep. And, and honestly, that may be a shop you want to say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'll stop in, I'll buy a couple cigars. I'll say hello, but I'm probably not going to spend the bulk of my monthly cigar budget there. But that was the cool part, you know, when I traveled to Atlanta, both my stop in Nashville and in Atlanta and going to some cigar shops and I had some Roma Craft and I had some JSK, it was great trade bait. Um, And not to take advantage of people, but it was exciting to then get other cigars that I'd never had. Yeah, totally. They were getting a cigar that they had never had and were both opening up new worlds of, you know, different cigars and because I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know all the great cigars on the market. There's so many out there that we have yet to tap into. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, so that that's another fun. It, it took me back to trading baseball cards. Oh, yeah. Kid, yeah, you know? that's a great analogy. It actually is. Yeah, that because you can, and as you get older, you, 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 you tend to be, uh, hopefully you, you tend to be a little more generous. And, you know, if somebody, oh, see, you were getting cocky with that big ash. You were getting cocky, and I was like, "This is, this is gonna, it's gonna it land." But you were leaning forward, so that's a, yeah, that was that was definitely pro professional work right there. But, um, shit, what was I saying? Uh, oh, so you can, you can, you, you don't yeah. have to be so so picky. You can be more generous. You know, if somebody says, you know, here, you want to try this, um, you know, uh. Marco V, <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, Gurkha Viper or one of the cheaper, you know, less expensive. Do you want to try this naked bundle cigar, you know, house blend naked bundle, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for, and, and here you want to try this, this JSK. I got this in my travel humidor. You want to try yep. this JSK or you want to try this, this, this Tatuaje, Tatuaje, or do you want to, you know, try this other brand? Um, it, you don't have to sit there and with a calculator and nickel and dime, whether or not you're trading even for even it doesn't right. matter yep it doesn't matter you know if somebody you know it's just about the the you know this the spirit of you know paying it forward 
sometimes. Don't worry about the nickels and dimes. Absolutely. Um, another big thing about brick and mortar shops that's a benefit, as far as I'm concerned, is uh, local events. You know, if a brand comes in and does an event, you can. It's it's an opportunity to um, get some deals. You can definitely get better pricing than you'd get on your average Saturday. Yep. And you can, you know, you if if you're if you're into swag, which I know a lot of people are, then you can get yourself some cool swag. You buy a box, you get maybe five extra free cigars and a hat or a t-shirt or an ashtray. Uh, most of the time you get entered in a raffle to win like, you know, the, the coolest of the cool swag at the end of the day, uh, lighters, cutters, that kind of thing. Um, and in the end, if you're using that $200, whatever your monthly cigar budget is, um, you can get some extra free cigars to bring home with you um, and you just make your make your dollar go further. Yeah, because a lot of time those events, you know, they'll have a, buy a box of this and get a pack of this for free. Yeah. Um, so those are rents, you know, and, and, it, and at the same time, it goes hand in hand with a lot of times they'll have food and drink for free at those events. You know, they'll be grilling, mm -hmm. grilling burgers and dogs and, you know, they'll have a couple um, cause you can't in, in Minnesota, at least you can't uh, sell serve. and serve alcohol in cigar shops. But you know, if somebody freely just brings in a bottle and they're not actually selling, you know, selling a pour from a bottle of scotch you're just you're just friends who are sharing you know uh and you know that's a good time you can you know usually guys will bring in some bottles to share and you know you do it responsibly but it's all good um so now it, you know we we said all the all the happy pretty things now we're going to talk about the cons of brick and mortar unless you had any more pros well I think this may be, and correct me if I'm wrong, a good segue to talk about and differentiate between a good brick and mortar from maybe one of those um, uh, multi-tobacconist uh, yeah. uh, type shops. Yeah, go ahead and hit that. I, that's a good, it is a good time to bring that up. So, and there are good and bad for both. And there are certain tobacco shops that, you know, will be selling... Uh, cigars, cigarettes, vape juice, glassware for tobacco. <laughs> um, hookah. Yep, hookah. And um, just kind of trying to do it all. And sometimes they have a really good cigar section, and they take care of their cigars, and they're knowledgeable about cigars. And sometimes they're not. So a few things that I like to do, like there was a shop that opened up right down the street from me. So... Obviously, it's a super great location, um, and, you know, I've been in there now four or five times, and I found that the staff is really, they don't know anything about cigars at all, and um, I was glad to help provide some information, some links to things, and even some, you know, my contact information to um, do a little, uh, just a little basic training on uh, cigars, keeping up their humidor, yeah. and basic information about cigars in general. So when you say humidor at a shop like this, do because some shops just have a freestanding cabinet, other shops sure. have a walk-in. Does this yep. shop have a walk-in? It has a walk-in. Okay, that's just, I mean that's a step up at least. That's good. It is, and the the cool thing is, is the 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 two owners or brothers who own it were all about taking advice. Yeah, they were all about you know saying you know, hey, we're sponges, we want to learn, we want to make the shop a good shop. 
you know, and, and that's a successful businessman, hands down, you know. Well, and also you, the way you presented yourself and the way you presented your suggestions is you didn't go in there and say, man, your cigar selection sucks. Yeah. You, all you've got are, are, you know, Romeos and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's all dry in here. And you, are you guys idiots or something? I mean, you right. presented it in the right way. Yeah. And then it was just, you know, uh, they had a barrage of questions for me, which was a great sign. And ever, um, every other visit, I've they've implemented at least one or two of the things that we've talked about, you know, which has been awesome. So it means that, A, they want to take care of their cigars, their product, and um, they value good information, and um, they're investing in that part of the business. Yeah. So for me... You know, the, the CBD stuff, the cigars, the, you know, the, the vape stuff and the hookah stuff that they also do. Now that doesn't, you know, that doesn't turn me off. Right. Um, because I know that they are paying attention to uh, yeah. the humidor and the cigars and, and that's, you know, uh, yeah. that's what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a very good point. Um, now, if you go to a shop like that and you ask about cigars or you ask about their humidor you can easily, um, you know, within just a few minutes, know how knowledgeable they are in the industry and cigars. And by just doing a quick little tour in the humidor, large or small, you'll be able to tell how well they take care of their cigars. If they have a Home Depot (laughs) humidor or humidifier, you know, that they're filling with tap water, you'll be able to (laughs) smell that right away. Yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of telltale signs of uh, keeping a, a good humidor. So, yeah, just a few things to do. And if they've got, obviously, if they've got mold, if you see mold growing, you mean on the plume, cigars, plume. Yeah, that that's another show. But <laughs> if you see show. if you see mold growing on the cigars, especially if you see if you see mold growing on the outside of cellophane, mm. or if you see mold growing on the boxes or the shelves, which Yes, we've seen at a local shop, and we'll get into that on another show, like I said. But um, just, just you know, let them know, you know. But if they're if if they come right back with that's plume, or if they come right back with uh, you don't know what you're talking about, then just say thank you for your time and have a nice day, and you leave and go to another cigar shop, mm. you know, because you can't. There's you, you, they obviously don't want help, and and they're they're happy with with the status quo. So, you know, you, you just know that, you know, it's a shop you can not give your money to. Absolutely. Uh, Important question that yeah. just came up here. Yeah. Do you like Nickelback? <laughs> I don't like Nickelback. I love oh, Nickelback. Yeah. I don't not, not like Nickelback. I think, I think it was more trendy to hate Nickelback. Um, then there's real hate for Nickelback. I think this is honestly the truth. Most people who claim they hate Nickelback are the, it, to me, that's the same as most cigar smokers who claim to hate Gurkha. Because mm. most, most people who claim to hate Nickelback have maybe heard one or two Nickelback songs in their life, and they're just jumping on the bandwagon. But they've most, heard that song 300 times. But they've heard that song 300 <laughs> times. But most guys, most guys who claim to hate Gurkha cigars have maybe tried one or two Gurkha cigars in their lifetime 
and are just jumping on the bandwagon. I'm not saying I love Gurkha. I'm not saying Gurkha is my favorite brand, not by any stretch of the imagination, but but brands like Gurkha and and you know name any other brand you want to and put it in that same category. The the haters come out of the woodwork and the bandwagon the wheels on the bandwagon start getting really heavy from all the people jumping on. Um, smoke what you like. Yep. And and enjoy it and listen st- to what you like. Listen and listen to what you like. I I really, yeah. But yes, I look I listen to Nickelback every day. Thanks for the question, Don. Thank you, no. Tom. <laughs> welcome. Thanks for joining. Uh, and no, I don't listen to Nickelback every day, but. Um, and actually, I don't think I've ever purposely purposely I haven't purchased any any of their music on on Spotify or anything like that. So, um, so now to go to the cons. To go to the cons, brick and mortar cons. Um, um, depending on where you live, the prices can be significantly higher than most online, uh, most successful large online retailers. Taxes, taxes. Um, it really depends on where you live. Um, Minnesota, uh, was one of the bright spots in the FDA in the last few years where we actually got our cigar tax lowered, premium cigar tax lowered. Um, thank you so much to all the brick and mortar, uh, owners and managers and, uh, uh, representative Jim Nash, who helped lead the charge. And along with, with, uh, so many hardworking people at CRA and IPCPR, who worked diligently to get premium cigar tax lowered from a $3.50 cap down to a 50 cent cap. Yep. And another huge shout out to Mark Wolk from Stogies on Grand. Yes. Who, I mean, he um, worked really closely with Jim and spent time on, on the floor and, you know, gave a really good testimony for um, what cigars really are and that they're not to be categorized with um like cigarettes and mm-hmm. other things yeah so be be aware of where you live what the tax situation is like um you know i'm not going to tell you again we'll go back to that that baseline let's say 200 dollars is your monthly cigar budget i'm not going to tell you that you absolutely have to spend that 200 dollars at a local brick and mortar retailer because if 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 you worked your ass off for that $200, you want to get the most out of it. If, if taxes just make it to where you can only buy 10 or 15 cigars with that $200 at where, where you could from a, from an online online retailer, you could, you know, come home with three boxes of cigars, you know, and you, and I, I'm not going to tell you where to spend that money, but, um, even if you spend the bulk of that $200 a month at an online retailer, I still encourage you to spend as much time as you can at your local brick and mortar shops. Even if you only go there once a week, pick up one stick, sit down and visit with your friends. I still think it's important to do that. Um, but I'm not going to tell you where to spend the bulk of your cigar money. Um, you know, it's your money. You earned it. Um, just, uh, don't, don't give up on, and if your taxes are too high, then sorry, get off your ass and go change it. Yep. Go work with your local lawmakers and get it changed. And it's an uphill battle. I'm not going to lie, but it, it's they're not going to just going to lower on them on their own. You have to be part of the fight, and you have to get in there and work for it. 
if you want the prices lowered, you don't just whine and and turn turn around and run. You you got to fight for it. Um, uh, real quick, uh, Dan, uh, the drywall situation in here <laughs> uh, is talked about. I think just about every week. We are going to be changing locations um, in the next, you know, a few months. Um, we might have some remote locations happening as Matt transitions from this property to another. Yeah. Um, we may be at my place. We may be at a lounge somewhere. So this is uh, temporary. Yeah. We uh, want to do a lot more on location stuff. Yep. Because I think it's fun. I think everybody enjoyed it. And I got, thank you guys for getting, leaving comments and People really did enjoy the the show that we did at Big Apple Cigar at that Oliva event, and I would like to do that more to do events uh, or do you know do this weekly show at a cigar shop because uh, I think it's a lot of fun, and then you can get to talk to some other people, and we are also because a lot of the other cigar shows that are out there you know they interview industry people and that is something that we want to do. We just wanted to get our feet under us first. We wanted to figure out how all this how all this works we didn't just want to jump right into it and start bringing on guests and then having tech issues like you you guys have seen and heard the tech issues yep. we've had we want to work out all those kinks before we start bringing in industry people because their time is extremely valuable i don't want to waste their time so and we appreciate all the love that we've gotten oh yeah in the you know our humble beginnings and yeah. uh, look forward to uh origin story at some point but it's uh um, it's in the making, yeah. uh, a different, um, you know, uh, different regular place. And uh, like Matt said, we really enjoyed our time at Big Apple and hope to travel to some other <clears throat> lounges and uh, other events. Yeah. So look forward to seeing that. Yeah, totally. And sometimes that'll mean it won't be on a Tuesday night, but we'll give you guys advance notice. Um so the next uh, the next con for a local brick and mortar shop is, um, com in comparison to most of the large online retailers, they're going to have a limited selection, and that depends on which shop you go to. You know, here here in the Minneapolis St. Paul area, there's uh, what eight, uh, eight eight big ones, big premium cigar shops, and they you know they vary from having maybe uh, maybe a hundred SKUs of premium cigars to 1100 SKUs of premium cigars. But then you go to the big online retailers, whether it's Cigars International or JR or Famous, they're going to have 10,000, 15,000 SKUs. Um, you know, they'll have every blend from every big manufacturer in every size. And so that's, you know, they're just going to have better selection. Um, so that's one of the cons for the local shops is you're not going to have as much selection. But again, the more time you spend there, the better relationship you build build with those those shop owners, the better chance you might have of bringing getting them to bring in some brands that you enjoy, putting them on the shelf if they don't already have them. Um, another con is depending on the shop again, it can get a little overcrowded. And if they uh, if they have this kind of goes hand in hand with the next point on the on my sheet is. If if it gets overcrowded and they don't have a good ventilation system, it can it can kind of be uncomfortable to be there. And they don't you, have a patio and it's inclement weather. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to you you want to sit down someplace and relax and smoke your own cigar, but you don't want to smoke everybody else's cigar at the same time. Uh, and if the if it's too crowded and it gets really noisy and maybe maybe you're not in the mood for a party that night, maybe you're just in the mood to sit back and relax, 
watch golf and smoke your cigar. And if there's, if there's 150 other people in there being loud and, and, and all that, you may, that may not be the vibe you're looking for. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and if you got all that smoke and there's shitty ventilation, unfortunately it's, it's, you know, something that you're, that you're going to have to put up with at a local shop. Um, where if you buy your cigars online, you smoke them at home in your own little man cave or woman cave or whatever it is, then, you know, you, uh, you don't have to worry about that. She shed. She, oh, is, is that what they're called? It's a she shed. She shed. Mm-hmm. I got to remember that. Um, so I'd say, do you have any more stuff about brick and mortar shops? No, I think, um, I think that's it. Every shop is going to have a Cliff Clavin. Be aware of that. But uh, more than that, it's uh yeah it is kind of like cheers there's going to be really a, there's going to be a cliff there's going to be a norm there's going to be a a sam and and a carla and a coach you know oh, i'm probably i'm probably coach cuz i'm a little dim-witted and but slightly lovable at the same time so. yeah love to take a pitch in the head <laughs> yeah i can take one right in the noggin we're aging ourselves a little bit there um so now we'll move on to the online retailers which you know obviously we've touched on but what are some of the what are some of the pros well obviously they're going to sort of go um you know the converse of what we were talking about with with uh, brick and mortar shops the first one is the pros they're going to have a selection. huge selection so you know name the brand they're they're probably going to have it especially yep. if it's one of the biggest you know one of the biggest online retailers yeah, and, and don't get us wrong. We love our brick and mortar, but I do frequent um, a few of the, especially the auction sites. And if you don't know about the auction sites, you can sometimes get a fantastic deal on a box yeah. um, at some of the auction sites. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we want to plug anything right now, but. we don't. I mean, we don't have to plug anything. But, but just look for some of those cigar auction sites and keep an eye on it. You know, you know what your budget is. Mm-hmm. And you say, hey, I've got X amount of dollars to spend. Um, and typically the way to get a big bang for your buck is either A, a box on an auction site, or samplers. If you're new yeah. to cigars, some of those sampler packs that the big retailer, you know, online retailers have are great. And I got a lot of variety of different sampler packs from those online retailers many years ago to really, you know, give me a wide um, a variety of different cigars to try and figure out what I liked. Yeah. One of the, one of the things you have to watch out for the most with an online retailer, especially if they have, um, there, there are a lot of what I call, well, what everybody calls catalog brands. They're, they're, they're brands that are only that you can only find from these online retailers. Um, and, one of the things you have to be wary of when you're shopping for those kinds of cigars is in my experience, you're going to have some consistency issues where you're going to get more of those cigars that are plugged, more of those cigars that are underfilled, mm-hmm. more of those cigars that have, um, have holes in the wrapper that are, that are horribly under humidified that, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so, so just be wary if, if you're going to spend, if you're going to work hard for that money and you're going to go and spend that money at an online cigar retailer, I would 
recommend that you try to stick to more uh, mainstream brands, brands that you could also buy in a brick and mortar shop. Mm -hmm. Some of the catalog brands are great, but uh, in my experience, consistency has been a problem. Absolutely. You yeah. know, and you get what you pay for. You do. Right? And everything. And uh, there, that being said, there are a few hidden gems in in those uh, catalog brands in a second, um, you know, unbanded bundles that are good cigars. Yeah. And we can, actually, we should do a show about some of the hidden gems in oh, yeah. the catalog brands. Absolutely. I think that would be a good show to do. I do too. Because there are some that I enjoy and I buy on a regular basis that yep. they're not expensive. And they're good yep. cigars to have on hand for any day of the week, any time. Uh, and you can, you know that consistently you can go and buy a bundle for X price. It's always going to be this price. And then sometimes you can even get it for a little bit cheaper, like you said, if you get it on a good auction yeah. auction deal. So that's a good thing. One cigar I'm going to plug right now that I don't think gets enough love is the uh, 1961 Franklin Neza. Yes, Franklin. Fr so, And if you don't know the legendary Franklin Neza. Yeah. He, he is. You better recognize. He him. is. Just go on Google and look up Franklin Aza. It's double L yep. at the beginning of his last name, and he was a absolute master monster. Just a master of of tobacco blending and tobacco knowledge, and uh, even that that blend that still carries his name from. I is it Jr. Yeah, I think, I think Jr. Jr. carries it. Yep. It is a brilliantly good cigar. And it is, and it's consistent. And, um, and a fantastic price point. Yeah. You, you end up, um, I want to say around $4 a stick yeah. if you buy a box. That's a little, so that's an excellent example. Well, and little, yeah, we'll do, I think we'll do a show. On I that. think so. There's a ton out there, but um, it's one of my favorites. So another big pro to, um, uh, that sort of goes along with this with online retailers is, uh, in, in the vast majority of cases, unless you live in one of these states, because, okay, a lot of these big online retailers, the reason they can have prices that are so low is because they, their site is in, you know, their warehouse where they sell from is in a state that has either very low tobacco tax or no tobacco tax. So Pennsylvania. So Pennsylvania. Florida. Florida. Uh, those are the ones that come to mind right now. I'm yep, sure there are others, but that's why they can have prices that are so, and that's the, that's the next big pro on the list for online retailers is they can typically have great prices because they, they're in low tobacco tax states and they're so, they're so massive that they have, you know, buying power. They can, they can go to my father's cigars or they can go to Fuente or they can go to, uh, these general other places Altidus. and the yeah general altidus and they can say will if if we buy a thousand boxes of this facing how much will you give them to us per unit mm -hmm. and that's obviously going to be drastically lower than if a, your local cigar shop says i'll buy 20 boxes of that cigar to put on my shelf they're gonna the the company's gonna say well we'll give those we'll give you those 20 boxes at x price and that's going to be higher than a place that says, I want a thousand boxes. It's yep. just the way economics works. Supply and demand. So, um, you know, you're typically going to get better pricing. Uh, but, the you know, 
don't don't always make the mistake of assuming that things are always going to be cheaper online because it's not the case even in even in Minnesota even in some other states that maybe have a history of higher tobacco prices keep an eye on legislative stuff to make sure that you know uh, if, if things are moving in in the tax um, system in your state taxes could lower and then all of a sudden you get that same box of cigars for the same price you would at an online retailer so uh, and then you get the benefit of the experience of you know get, gaining that relationship at the uh, local brick and mortar shop um, and another another thing you can get sometimes from online retailers that's a pro is uh, partner discounts so um, bigger cigar media uh, like cigar dojo and and some other places cigar federation they'll have uh, discount codes that you mm-hmm. can use at certain online retailers so if you go to one of the big on online retailers a lot of times before you make a purchase you know check out some of these sites because they might have their own coupon code that yep. you can get 15% off or you can get free shipping or something like that. So, you know, if you, if you follow some of these other cigar media uh, groups um, before you make an online purchase, check out to see if there's a discount code. Cause chances are you could save even a few more bucks. A lot of times. And there's uh, some retailers out there too, that I really like that almost give you a brick and mortar feel to the purchasing um, smoke in comes to mind because they appreciate every customer they're one of they're almost like a mom and pop shop on online retailer and they have a lot of online coupon codes they do a lot of um uh inventory liquidation and have a lot of great deals on on cigars and so it's another online retailer that um i like that is a good one i've i've only bought from them a couple times over the past you know 10 years or whatever but but I like them. So I started making regular purchases for them and just out of the blue, they sent me a t-shirt and a hat just to say thank you for oh, being nice. a good you know, customer. So that's what I'm talking about. The yeah. kind of customer service that I'm not just another number. They really appreciate and value my business. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Um, so cons for online retailers, the number one for as far as I'm concerned is you got to wait. You click on purchase and the purchase goes through, they charge your card and then you got to sit there and wait for your cigars. Where if you go to a cigar shop and they've got them in stock, you can peel that box open, start smoking them right away. Yep. And not only do you have to wait for it to get to your house, but you should. Excellent point. You should um, absolutely wait to open that box for at least a week, if not more, um, when that box gets off the truck and make sure that it, it settles in good um, relative humidity and temperature. Yeah, that's a good point. I had forgotten all about that. Um, Cause if you, sometimes I can't wait. I'll be I know. Honest. Oh, there have, there have been either. times where, the, where the, especially if it's one particular release that I've just been waiting on and excited to try. Yep. Sometimes I just can't wait. And I know I'm doing a bad thing. I know. <laughs> Cause you know, you sometimes you smoke that cigar and you're, and it won't even either, either it, 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 it smokes in three minutes because it's bone dry. dry. Or, or it won't even burn at all because it's too damn wet. Yep. So you just, but some, you know, sometimes I just won't learn. I, I'm too excited to try it, so I dive right in. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it is best to wait at least a week before you can truly evaluate that cigar for what it is. Um, another con, and I've seen this, I'm not going to name names, but there have been times that I've purchased cigars from an online retailer. 
and you realize after you get those cigars in the mail, and this is why you have to wait, you don't know how they're storing those cigars. Um, and I've received cigars before that I thought were stored on the back shelf of somebody's car in the, in the Phoenix sunshine for three months. They were in such horrible condition when they yep. arrived yep. that they were unsmokable. And of course I contacted them and did a return, but you, you just don't know what kind of conditions they're storing those cigars in. Mm -hmm. So be, you know, be wary that that could be something you have to put up with. Obviously, if it happens, if you get a few purchases from the same online retailer and, and they're sending you cigars that are in bad condition, you probably just want to stop giving them your business. Yep. Um, There's even a few online retailers um, that are from Canada or from Sweden where you can get cigars that are 90 miles off the coast of Florida. Um, and uh, there you should even wait a couple weeks because typically that cigar, that box of cigars has traveled from Cuba to either Canada or all the way to Sweden. Mm -hmm. And then it's got to come overseas, yep. you know, make a long travel. So yeah, if you're, if you're getting Cubans from a, a reputable place, then yeah, like he, like Garrett said, they're going to go travel forever. And then when they finally make it to the States, they're going to sit in customs yep. sometimes for up to a month. Right. They'll just sit there in customs. And, and then customs finally releases them, and then they ship them to you, and maybe it's in the middle of January in Minnesota, and it's minus 20 with 0% humidity. So, yeah, put if, if they arrive in good condition by some miracle, then put them in your humidor and forget you have them for at least a month. Yeah. Because... Really and if, and if they're Cubans, the fact is, in most cases, you need to let them sit at least a year before you even right. before you even try them, depending yep. on what the box code is. Yep. Um, and so the and the the last big thing is it, we kind of end where we started, which is the big pro with a with a local brick and mortar shop is you get that personal service, you get that relationship, and the biggest con with an online retailer is you don't get that. So we kind of end where we started. It's, it's um, you know, you, while, yeah, there are some, some online retailers that will, you know, they will remember their customers and, you know, send you a little, you know, something. And, and every once in a while, they'll place an order and they'll throw in a few extra cigars for free. That's great. Mm -hmm. But you still can't, you know, it's not like walking into a shop and getting to know the owner and, you know, the owner's asking you what you're in the mood to smoke that day and you sit down and talk about the the game or the, you know, the the, the wacko that was on TV the other night or whatever it is. You know, yep. you just, you can't get that online, so. Yeah, can't get Norm, can't get Cliff. Yeah, so just be aware of that. Um, so those are, the, those are the big bullet points for uh, pros and cons of local cigar shops versus online retailers. You know, you, uh, we know everybody's got a, their own budget every month for what they're going to spend on cigars. Spend it wisely. Uh, experiment with different brands, with different blends, with different wrapper types like we talked about recently. Um, and, you know, it's your money. You spend it the way you want to. But even if you spend the majority of that money at an online retailer, um, don't be a stranger at, mm -hmm. your, at your local brick-and-mortar shop because mm -hmm. um, that's real. It, it genuinely is the core of the cigar industry. And if they go away, then 
um, the rest of the industry might not be too far behind. And if you have a bad experience at some of those online retailers, you know, you get a batch of cigars that, you know, had a bunch of cracks in them or whatever the deal is, reach out. I know, uh, you know, a few of the big, the big ones, if you reach out to customer service, they'll make it right. Um, so don't be afraid to, you know, talk about your experience and yeah. let them know if you were disappointed or if you had a good experience, you know? Yeah. Be honest with them either way. Yep. Um, and, and that's actually a good point about if you had a good experience, because typically people only, only step forward if they're going to complain, yep. whether it's a, let's say it's at a restaurant, you know, the, you, they're, you ask for no cheese and they put cheese all over it, or you ask for no mayo, they put mayo all over, whatever the hell it is. And you complain about that. But how often is it after you've had a phenomenal meal with great service that you say, I'd like to speak to the manager and the manager comes over and you say, I just want to let you know what an awesome experience I just had at your restaurant. Yep. And, and that and means you, a lot. you need to do that every once in a while at a restaurant. You need to yep. say, I'd like to speak to the manager and, and don't worry, the server is going to get this look on their face like, <laughs> oh, shit, what the hell's going on? Yep. But you get that manager over there and you say, thank you for an awesome night at your restaurant. The food was great. The service was great. And tip generously. Yep. I'm not lying about that. Tip generously. Don't but, be Mr. Pink. Yeah, don't be Mr. Pink. But the same is true with your cigar retailers. If it's if it's an on, online retailer and they treat you well, uh, then let them know. Set, you know send a, they've got comment sections on their websites. Send them a comment and feedback and say, I just want to let you know I had a great buying experience. The product was exactly as advertised. You even gave me a little extra whatever it, whatever it is. Thank you for that. And do the same at your local shops. You go into that cigar shop. You buy, you know, you buy something. You build relationships with the people there. You go there on a regular basis. Let the guys know who run the place. Just say, hey, thanks, man, for having this place. You know, I, I honestly don't know what I'd do without this place. I'd, I'd have to go, you know, pay pay 150 bucks an hour to some Yahoo therapist, and I'd rather I'd rather spend that money here. So let them know that you appreciate what they do. Boom. So let's... Real quick. Yes. Oh, the cigar. Let's talk about the cigar. Let's, how about that cigar? <sighs> yeah, Risty, this is, a, this is a good cigar. You did it's, it again, brother. Yeah, it's legit. You really did. Uh, it's humid as hell out here, so I have to, and I'm talking a lot, so I have to keep relighting it. But it's 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 got damn good flavor. It's really good. It really is good. Um, I I dig broadleaf anyway. I mean, I just I love Connecticut broadleaf, and this one's, um, you know, it's just got that it's got that sweetness that I love getting from Connecticut broadleaf. But it's also bold and spicy, and mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot going on. And uh, full I can't disclosure about Connie. a few things. We're obviously we've got a relationship with Risty who. Um, who makes these cigars, put these out. That being said, um, I'll never go on the record saying a, a cigar is good when it's not. I'll never boast about a cigar that I don't enjoy um, because of personal relationship or anything else. Even if a company sent us cigars, which has happened recently, there was a cigar that was sent to us for review that I did not like. And I could It happens. And it happens. And I... Yeah. And, I'll always be on. We'll be honest about our, you know, our reviews. But yeah. I just wanted to give the disclosure. Yep, we we do know Risty. We do have a relationship. He is a you know awesome guy. He's, he's a friend. We he consider a friend. him a friend. Yep. But this cigar is legit. And it's got a good price point. Great price. It's point. got a good price point. So, 
you know, uh, don't sleep on the tyrannical buck. I'm excited to try the Connie. Um, mm -hmm. So that'll that'll be next next for us to try. Um, so this week in useless facts, this one I just loved. So, and I'm sure I'm sure a lot of you people have heard about this in the past, but there, are, you know, over the years, you know, this this country's been around, you know, for the United States in in the grand scheme of things is pretty young still as a country. Mm -hmm. But even with that, there have, there are some laws that at one time were on the books that for whatever reason, over the course of the last 250 years, just haven't been removed from the books. <laughs> These are fun. And they're just really weird, <laughs> obscure, <laughs> stupid uh. laws that you, you cannot believe. These are actually written down in some legislative book somewhere <laughs> in buried in a courthouse. But it, they're they're for real, and just because these are states that are sort of close to us, I got Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Indiana, because we live in Minnesota. I was born and raised in Indiana, and I lived in Wisconsin for many years. So we'll start with Minnesota. So in the state of Minnesota, women may face up to thirty days in jail if they impersonate Santa Claus. Damn straight. Really? Friggin' Santa Claus. So, so yeah, apparently a, a woman can... No spoilers can on get Santa, jail time, Can get jail time for, uh, for impersonating Santa. Because we all know there is only one real Santa. Right. So, I don't know why would anybody would want to dress up like Santa. I mean, there's, <laughs> weird. A, there's a real one. Uh, so, in the city of Minneapolis, double parkers can be put on a chain gang. <laughs> which I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm glad that law is on the books and I wish they actually enforced it that way. Because, uh, if, if you've ever, uh, if you've ever been, you know, going around looking for a spot with, within a six block walking distance of your favorite restaurant and there's just no spots to be had. And you see that one guy who's parked over the line, a douche canoe. And you his... just, with his, with his like F three fifty all jacked up on steroids truck and you know as well as i do that the dude is like five four and anyway i'm not going to get into that but yeah i i actually wish that they would enforce the chain gang rule with do double too. parkers um so uh there's a there's a city in minnesota called brainerd and if you've seen the movie yes. fargo you've heard the you've heard brainerd it's it's just one of those is this the beard law it's one of those up north yeah it's the beard law yes I so love this, it, one. this is on the books in in brainerd in brainerd every man is required by law to grow a beard yep it's on the books that's the one i didn't it's know. uh so brainerd is you know paul bunyan is is uh is lore that you know is originated in in brainerd and it's so if you don't if you're a man without a beard then i'm um, sorry you're uh you're going to jail. Uh, and this one's just, I don't understand this one. It, it, so in the state of Minnesota, it is illegal to do this to a skunk. Eat? No. No, oh, I hope so. <clears throat> uh, use as a weapon? No. In the state of Minnesota, it is illegal to tease a skunk. <laughs> It's illegal to tease a skunk. So you, if so, it really shouldn't be. That would be a Darwin Award. If you see a skunk in Minnesota, don't go make fun of it. Neener, neener, boo, boo, or, or uh, look at that stupid stripe. 
You got that stupid stripe on your back. What a stupid skunk. Do you, do you sound like Pepe Le Pew? <laughs> so, yeah, don't tease skunks in Minnesota. You'll go to jail for it. Uh, Wisconsin. In St. Croix, which is a town in Wisconsin, and, and there's so many, so many of these weird laws apply to women, which is just stupid, but whatever. In St. Croix, women are not allowed to wear anything red in public. Yep. Because, because red, because reasons, because adultery, I, I don't know, because Nathaniel Hawthorne, I, I don't know, women can't wear red in public. It's, don't do it. Yeah, it's dumb. Um, in Wisconsin, it is illegal to cut a woman's hair. Another one of those lovely uh, antiquated tropes. So it's illegal to cut a woman's hair. I got nothing. I got no smart thing to say about that at all. You can't re you can't respond smartly to a stupid law. You just can't. Uh, it is illegal to kiss on a train. I I got nothing. We should go on a train I, and kiss. <laughs> we'll show them. <laughs> um, so Wisconsin is obviously known for their cheese. Go pack, go. I'm unapologetic Packer fan sitting next to an unapologetic Vikings fan. So in Wisconsin, cheesemaking requires a cheesemaker's license, which isn't a big surprise, but Limburger cheesemaking requires a master cheesemaker license. Mm. So apparently Limburger, which is Limburger is vile in every conceivable way. It's, you know when it's around. Limburger smells like dead rats and, and feet. It's just ugh. And there's people who just, I don't get it. Yeah, people, there are some people who love it. There's some stinky cheeses that I do enjoy that I like, but Limburger is not one of them. I like the, you know, some of the musty, funky cheeses like Stilton or whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Limburger, disgusting. All right, Indiana. Mm. I was born and raised there. Um, still have family there. Um <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it without monkeys are monkeys are forbidden to smoke cigarettes in South Bend. South Bend is of course the home of uh Notre Dame. Risty um, monkeys. Dude, you can't smoke. You <laughs> yeah, can't Risty, smoke. you can't smoke your Marlboros. <laughs> but Risty's not a monkey, so so monkeys are forbidden to smoke cigarettes. So so if you see if you see a monkey smoking a cigarette in South Bend, please call the authorities yeah, immediately. Right away. Wow. In Gary, Indiana, which uh, Gary is known, of Gary, course, for the Jackson Gary, Five Gary. and this horrible and music man. This and music man. And if you've ever driven through or near Gary, Indiana, it is known for this atrocious smell that emanates in the in the air. It, it, Gift that keeps giving. It, it just reeks like it smells like rust and disappointment. It's just. It's got this horrible smell. So in Gary, it is illegal. It is illegal to attend the theater within four hours of eating. <laughs> Pardon me. In Gary, it is illegal to attend the theater within four hours of eating garlic. Not a bad law, I'm going to say. No. 
no. might, might be a little extreme. A little but bit. considering the way the rest of Gary smells, who the hell cares? I would actually welcome somebody eating garlic yeah. and sitting next to me at the Dude, theater. Breathe in my face. Breathe in my yeah. face. <laughs> um, and finally, for uh, strange laws in Indiana, the Stepford Wives. <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah. What? There's a school in Warsaw, Indiana, where the Stepford Wives is banned. True story? True story. I, you, you can't, you just can't make it up. The fact that legislators spent time and taxpayer money on any of these is really sad. <laughs> yeah. That's your tax money hard at work, ladies and gentlemen. Your tax money hard at work. And if you have uh, other strange laws from different states around the country leave or the even, even different places, leave them in the comments or send yeah. us an email. Um, now it is time for my absolute favorite segment of every week, Numeros de los Muertos. All right. The number today is 24, but 24. I've got two of them. Okay. I've got one at 24 and one at 24,000. Okay. So the first one at 24, uh, this number is worldwide. Worldwide. And... Um, let me see. What can I give you that you'll be able to? You'll be able oh, to some, figure some out. hints. Yeah, some hints. Because twenty four so, is so, just such a so worldwide. Is it a yearly stat? Yes. So yearly, on average, average twenty four people die from this. This man it's humid as hell because your cigar just exploded. I know. It did. Um, but you're down to the nub, so it doesn't matter. I got to take the band off. Okay, yearly. Look at that. Come comes right off. It does. Yeah. All right. Twenty four people die from this worldwide. Um, it's not a lot worldwide. No, it's not. Do most of those deaths happen in one particular country? I don't have that statistic. Okay. Is it a natural phenomenon? No. Is it alien probing? That's awesome. <laughs> no, that's way more than 24. Um, 24 people. Yeah, it's tough. I need hints. All right. Think of this would most likely happen at a party. Ooh. Um, uh, alcohol poisoning? No. Most likely to happen at a party. Uh, dancing? No. Um, this most likely happens at a celebration. Celebration. Is it a a wedding celebration? Could be. So think of something to celebrate, and what do people bring out when they celebrate? Booze. Mm-hmm. But what kind of booze? Champagne. Mm-hmm. Is it getting hit by a cork? It is. Oh, my gosh. 24 people on average die every year. 
getting hit by a cork? By a cork. Wow. You do not want to be part of that statistic, people. <laughs> Practice safe champagne opening. Yes. Seriously. Yeah. Now, I wonder, okay, so getting hit by a cork, and there's this big trend now of people sabering, sabering. their champagne. Yeah. That is not part of the statistic. I'd say that's the numbers got to increase exponentially. I think so. We'll see what the numbers do over the next couple of years. <laughs> the sabering. I mean, you've seen so many of those fails on YouTube with people sabering there and seeing bottles pretty much just explode all over the place. Tom uh, got it. Nice. Well done. All right. Next statistic is 24,000. 24,000. People worldwide die from this every year? Yes. Okay, that's a big number. Again, this is a global thing. Global. Um, I don't think it happens. Um, well, places where it's going to happen less. Well, let me get you give me a few stabs. A few blind stabs. Pardon me? Yeah. <laughs> Just stab me a few Wait times. till the cameras are off. <laughs> My bad. Um, 24,000 um, 24, people worldwide die from this every year. Um, uh, falling off a train. No, but that's a good one. Um, being eaten by sharks. No, I do have some shark statistics coming up in the... Are they baby uh, shark statistics? Daddy shark. Daddy shark. Mm -hmm. um, uh, being mauled by a orangutan. 24,000. <laughs> that might be a little steep. All right. This happens less in places like Death Valley. Happens less in places like Death Valley. Or the Rift Valley. Or in central India. So it doesn't happen in hot places. Or arid places. Arid places. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Drowning. Arid. Arid. I don't know. Um. If you drown in Death Valley, it's probably in your own sweat. No, you said it happens less likely in those places. Right. Oh, well, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. So it's, wait, is it more common or no, no, less no, common it's, in it's those areas? It's less common. Okay, so less common in those areas. Um, heat stroke. No. Um, uh, more hints. Um, it doesn't help to be a well-grounded person. Electrocution? Mm. Lightning strikes? Lightning strikes. Wow. Lightning strikes. Oh, Tom said snake bite. He that did. was a good guess. That though. was a good guess. So... 24,000 people a year die from lightning strikes? From lightning strikes. I, I knew it was high. I didn't know it was that high. I didn't either. Wow. And every time I think of lightning strikes. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. The great outdoors. 
Oh, okay. So I was thinking Caddyshack. Oh, okay. The, the, well, when the priest gets yeah. <laughs> makes has the perfect the game game of his life in yeah. the pouring rain, and then he finally gets killed by the lightning. I think he gets killed. He, he gets killed, doesn't he? I don't remember if he I shows up in the movie died. after that. Uh, great outdoors. If you haven't seen it, it's it's a great John Candy movie. Uh, camping trip with the family and. Uh, <laughs> There's this old guy who had been struck by lightning 67 times. And we get to see the 68th time. And uh, it's it's good. It's a good humor. But it's not uncommon that people get struck by lightning and survive. Right. Um, and there, there, I do remember seeing something a long time ago about some guy who had been confirmed like nine lightning strikes or something just don't leave the house yeah stay pretty much once you hit like three i'm not if if i get struck by lightning three times i'm never going outside again yep um yeah i'm sorry i'm just not doing it i'm not going outside um so use extreme caution um i mean we had a big lightning storm here today and even some areas uh south you know in the southern part of the state got some got some nasty uh tornadoes and and stuff like that so you know, um, we hope everybody's, you know, doing well. And I know there's a there's unfortunately a lot of flooding in a lot of areas of the country right now, and it's tornado season too. Unfortunately, so you put you put severe flooding, and then you mix on top of it very high potential for tornadoes to come through your neighborhood right after it gets flooded. So, you know, we just hope everybody's you know staying staying high and dry. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, so. Closing out the show, we kind of had a longer show than normal, but, you know, it was cool stuff to talk about. Um, Closing out the show, we have a little bit of an announcement that, unfortunately, it's kind of a sad announcement, but, you know, uh, life brings you what it brings you, and you take it as it comes, and you move on, and you make the best of it. Um, But we had high hopes that that How About That Cigar would be attending and covering the 2019 IPCPR uh, convention and trade show in Las Vegas. Unfortunately, we are unable to attend. Uh, it's it is what it is. You know, there's no way to sugarcoat it. We just cannot. We can't do it this year. Um, we we are members of IPCPR, mm-hmm. um, and which makes it even tougher because you pay that membership fee to IPCPR, and you know you hope to actually use it. Uh, and it's an industry we dearly love and want to cover, but we just can't do it. So we will figure out a way to um, to sort of cover it by proxy. Um, you know, maybe, maybe we can bring on some, after the show's over, maybe we can talk to some of our friends and other cigar media outlets and local br- reps that were out there yeah, and bring them on as guests and, and find out what their, what their take on the show was. And one of the things I'd very much like to get is a retailer's take. Mm. So, um, we can maybe bring on a retailer who attends IPCPR and, and see how, because we know how IPCPR affects the companies that, you know, go there to, to rep their products. But you don't hear very often from uh, from retailers what the experience is like for them attending IPCPR and what uh, how they plan for it and how they you know what they get out of IPCPR as far as you know do they do they really um, do their buying uh, do they do all their planning for what they're going to put on their shelves based on IPCPR or is it based on things that happen the rest of the year? What I, is IPCPR? So IPCPR, the uh, International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association, 
uh, and that is the name of the association. Uh, but they have the convention and trade show every year where all the 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 vast majority at least of of producers and sellers of premium cigars, pipe tobaccos, and a few other uh, uh, tertiary products, if I'm using that term correctly, mm -hmm. they go there to sell their products and retailers go there to decide what they're going to purchase to put on their store shelves. And, um, and it's also a great time to build relationships and learn more about what's kind of happening, uh, what the nuts and bolts of the industry is like uh, in a given year, uh, what the pulse of the industry is like. Um, you can also gain a lot of information about uh, goings on with legislative stuff, FDA, local, municipal, things like that. Uh, and it's, um, it's a great way to just sort of bring the whole industry together at the same time in the same place to uh, um, build those relationships and build some confidence in the industry. Um, it's something I wish we could cover this year, but like I said, we'll, we'll sort of cover it after the fact and give some information uh, as we're able to. Um, it's not a tragedy. You know, we'll live. It's, you know, it happens. And we'll, um, you know... Uh, plan on going... We'll plan on going in 2020. Yep. And in 2020, the good news is uh, they, they pushed out the dates... So instead of being basically right up, leading right up to 4th of July, which is not an easy time for most people, they moved the start date for 2020 to July 10th. Oh, cool. That'll be much easier to attend. Yep. So look for us at the 2020 IPCPR Convention and Trade Show because we, I'm calling it now, we will be there in 2020. Um, so a quick a few quick notable smokables from the week. Um, I picked up a couple of the uh, the Caldwell Blind Man's Bluff Maduro. Oh, and I have not yet uh, smoked the first one. Took some notes. I'm very happy with that cigar. Very good. I can um, imagine. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and looking forward to smoking the next one. Really getting into the nitty gritty of it and and doing a full review. So. Uh, if you if you see that uh, somewhere, pick pick a couple up and try it because I think it's a good cigar. Um, what was something you can think of from this week? Padron eighty fifth. Oh my. Okay, that that'll that'll play. It's a little something. Yeah, a little something. A little something I picked up. Um, you know, and it's interesting. I went on a Padron kick, so I had, um, I had a seven thousand either a six or a 7,000 series Padron. And if you haven't had any of the, the thousand series Padrones, you got to check it out. It's they're fantastic cigars yeah. at a great price point and they always perform excellent and the flavors are always great. Yeah. So they're classics um, and we've got one up, uh, you know, the, uh, as part of our flashback review series, there's one on, mm -hmm. on how about that cigar.com. Um, and it's a cigar that's been on the market forever, but they're consistent and they're delicious, yep. and um, they they very rarely disappoint. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Excellent choice. Um, another one for me was the uh, uh, Dapper Cigars makes a line called the the Cubo, and uh, they just I think it was this year introduced the Sumatra wrapper version of that cigar. And uh, when I was up at uh, the Minnesota Herf Connection is the local cigar group. And uh, at the weekly, <coughs> weekly Herf, Excuse I 
went up to Ramsey Smoke Shop and uh, first time I was able to visit that shop. Really nice. It's kind of like what you were talking about. One of those cigar shops that or one of those tobacco shops that has a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. But Omar, who manages the humidor, uh, the, the premium cigar area of that store, has really done a good job bringing in some smaller boutique brands. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've got 1502, they've got Black Label, they've JSK. got JSK, they've got Dapper and a few other smaller brands. And um, I've been a fan of Dapper uh, for the past couple of years, but I tried that Cubo Sumatra and that one, I, I picked up a handful of them and a, a review will be coming because it's, I've been really into Sumatra lately and it's, uh, I was pleased with that. Are you a Dapper but, Dan man? I am, I am Dapper Dan man. I don't. What does he say? Um, I don't want. I don't want fop. I'm a Dapper Dan man. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, did you have any others from this week? Not really. No. All right. So my last one was the uh, the Illusione, um, the Ultra. Oh yeah. And the big Churchill size, the number eight. Um, just fantastic. Um, and it was a it was a gift from uh, uh, actually a local rep. Um. And uh, it was just, it's just a great cigar. I did have a, uh, one more. I had um, special cigar. So I just got back from a trip to Lake Michigan doing some, uh, supposed to be salmon fishing, but the salmon hadn't run yet. So we caught a bunch of lake trout. Oh, yummy. I've got a ton of lake trout. Um, each of us took home a bag of about 20 pounds. Holy, each of you? Yeah. Wow. Six of us went. That's and awesome. We're uh, I'm excited to smoke. You're gonna fire up the smoker. I, I was am. gonna say. I'm gonna yeah. smoke the balls out of most of them. Um, and uh, the night after our successful fish, I I had a Zeno Platinum. Oh, that's a good mild cigar. It is. That's just classic flavors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was it the, yep. with the in the tube? Not the tube. Okay. Still though. Yeah. Man. I haven't had one of those in a while. It's it had been a long time, yeah. Good cigar. Oh, well, I'm glad you guys caught fish, though. Yeah. You know, because when the salmon aren't Dude. when the salmon aren't moving, you at least want to catch something. It's yeah. Yeah. So we're moving our trip out a couple weeks. We'll have to, I'll have to snag some of the yeah, some absolutely. of that smoked some of that smoked trout. Yep. That'd be awesome. So I think that's it for this week. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks everybody so much for hanging out with us for, um, you know, riding along as we have some of our bumps and. And bruises along the way we really appreciate it uh ask if you would please like and share the video and uh we look forward to seeing you next week yeah absolutely and if you uh you know if you're unable to watch the whole thing but you want to hear it um look for the look for the podcast coming on the audio channel soon all the big all the big podcast venues whether it's podbean or itunes or google or spotify check them out we're on there and um, if you have any questions, uh, hit us up on email on the uh, on the website, howaboutthatcigar.com. Uh, we'd be happy to answer any questions you have, or you can leave questions for us here on the Facebook page as well. Yep. Until then, burn cigars, not bridges. Take care, guys. <laughs> <laughs>